A nearby wheat field swayed and shimmered. It caught Alexander's attention, and he set off to explore it. After entering the forest of tall wheat stalks, Alec wondered, "'Can you hear the wheat growing?' He sat for a long time and listened hard for sounds of growing wheat, without any luck. Then all of a sudden, the small boy realized he was lost. He had no idea how to get back to his family. The wheat was too tall to see over. Little Alexander panicked and began crying, finally sobbing himself to sleep in misery. I was awakened by my father's voice, he later recalled. He sprinted in joy toward the sound of his father calling his name. This was Alexander Graham Bell's earliest memory. But back then, he was simply Alexander Bell. He was born with no middle name on March 3, 1847, in Edinburgh, Scotland. He was named Alexander for his father and grandfather. But the three of them had more in common than just their names. Grandfather Alexander and Father Alexander Melville were both expert communicators. Family Traditions As a young man, Grandfather Alexander Bell was an actor. Part of his training included elocution, the study of how to speak correctly. Being able to speak well is important for an actor, but Grandfather Bell discovered that it was actually his passion. He used what he learned in his voice training to teach students with speech problems such as stuttering. In 1883, after Grandfather Bell and his wife divorced, his 14-year-old son Alexander Melville called Melville, moved with him to London, England. There, Melville went from assisting his father in his speech tutoring business to being a talented speech teacher himself. But it was on a trip back to Edinburgh, Scotland, that 24-year-old Melville Bell met the other love of his life. Her name was Eliza Simmons, an Englishwoman living in Scotland with her widowed mother. Eliza was 34 years old and nearly deaf. Melville Bell found her enchanting. He later wrote of their first meeting that Eliza had the sweetest expression I think I ever saw. She was so cheerful under her affliction that sympathy soon turned to admiration. Though nearly completely deaf since childhood, Eliza spoke and communicated well. She used an ear tube to help her hear, and she also read lips. She poured her energy into exploring the world through books, art, and music. She was also a talented portrait painter and pianist. Melville was in love, and he and Eliza were soon married. They settled in Edinburgh and had three sons, Melly, Alec, and Ted. Melville Bell taught at the University of Edinburgh, published books on speech, and began working on something he called visible speech. It would become a universal alphabet of all the sounds a human voice can make. Stuttering in the 19th Century Stuttering, also called stammering, is a speech disorder characterized by a broken flow of words or sounds. The interrupted flow can be involuntary sound repetitions, prolongations, hesitations, or complete stoppages. 
Sometimes, the interrupted speech is accompanied by eye blinks, head jerks, or other facial movements. Stuttering usually shows up when a child first learns to speak and is more common in boys than girls. Scientists aren't sure what causes it, but genetics, developmental problems, and how a specific person's brain processes language can all influence stuttering. Stuttering can be treated by a speech therapist. Grandfather Alexander Bell 1790 to 1865, lived during a time of much research into the causes and treatment of stuttering. In 1817, the French physician Jean-Marie Itard claimed that a weakness of the tongue and larynx nerves caused stuttering and recommended exercises to cure it. Grandfather Bell himself weighed in with his book, Stammering and Other Impediments of Speech, published in 1836. His treatment methods included training the stutterer in breath management and relaxation, as well as teaching the student how the vocal organs produced sounds, so he or she could better control the process.